We're recording. I can't wait to get my birthday now. present. Yay, my birthday present. Yay, my birthday present. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. If you're not familiar, this is your weekly podcast, minute-by-minute breakdown, 1986 movie. Oh, this is some good energy. (laughs) Guys, this is our Law Enforcement Appreciation Edition, because it is episode 5-0, everybody. I wondered where you were going with that. We've delivered 50-ish hours of fun and entertainment. I mean, maybe that's presumptuous, but... uh, We have delivered at least hours of entertainment. That's right. That's right. Or hours of something. It exists. And maybe it's not entertainment. Depends on your opinion. I think it is. I don't know why you're going down this path. Hey, self-deprecation is Ah, just what we do best. But this, no reason to be self-deprecating, because we've got a huge episode, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Loads of special guests. Our house band tonight uh, to celebrate the 50th episode is Canadian super legends kick axe we've got special guests norman alden the voice of Cranix. we do michael bell the voice of sideswipe susan blue is so RC. you you decided to just disappoint everyone with this and of course pretend. we've also got our fabulous co-hosts please introduce yourselves gentlemen i am ryan <laughs> i i'm confused okay well Obviously, I'm lying (laughs) to cover up the embarrassment that I feel, the fact that we didn't prepare anything for episode 5-0. Well, there's a lot of text messages, some of them heated, but these date back months. We've had plenty of time, but we just didn't. I mean, we did release a 49 and a half. Woo! And for, you know, as a kind of a lead up to it, and uh, all I can say is, is that it was a good idea that ended up being uh, an attempt probably to get out of work. And it, Poor Ryan. And, and Let's Ryan talk about the clip show. It was opposite. Hours of I'm so sorry I even ever suggested it because yeah, it was just quite a slog. Oh man, I mean these guys li- listened to you know uh, some of the episodes to get some notes, but I yeah. list- I decided to go ahead and listen to them all. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah. Well, Holy he can trust shit. us. I I maybe listened to four episodes and, and made notes on it, and uh, then that Saturday before the release, uh, I-, I basically spent 16 hours cutting it all together. That's and uh, it, mo- most of it was organizational. Like cutting it together took maybe an hour, um, but I had to organize it, and I still fucked it up because I didn't listen to the to the finished file because I was like I was couldn't listen to our word out. <laughs> I couldn't listen to our stupid fucking voices anymore. You did a, you did a hard, I like at the end. You of hit it, a wall. Yeah, you could tell because at the end it was like we just stopped talking about a section, and it was like because what happened I only but I listened I did listen to it this week and I only made two actual mistakes one was when you, Caleb you were talking about the potions oh, yeah. I cut that way short there was more okay. because Aaron talks about talked this. a lot about the potions yeah so I, I, cut, I, I fixed that because you talked you, oh, you, I put okay. in space wizards because oh, okay. I wanted that part in there so I fixed that and then I, there was an outro of Casey that was at the end that I guess I just there. left out no it was funny because it was just like we're talking and I'm thinking okay 
you know, we're going to have a Casey outro, but it's like, I just thought at that point, I was like, oh, was, he's just It was a little abrupt, no. but at that point, I knew the work you'd put in, and I didn't want to be he's like, like he's oh, this feels a little like <laughs> <laughs> abrupt ending. Not at all. Uh, but, uh, well, thank you for putting that together, yeah. right? And, and just a little context for everybody, like, the reason that even, we didn't even put that together to buy us time necessarily to come up with something for the 50th episode. We just couldn't make our schedules work right. for the first time in right. 50 episodes, and so... Something. Even this recording today, which is the what is the what the hell is today? The, the third? third. This is coming out the fourth. Yeah, you're so getting the freshest Ryan's, tent right Ryan, now, baby. Ryan's got more work ahead. I gotta <laughs> cut this this afternoon. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but yeah, and I have fixed the clip show. So for anyone who either hasn't listened to it or was like. I mean, you don't have to. It's a two and a half. It's like two hours and twenty minutes long, and I have two more hours that I didn't put in of, oh, yeah. st- of content that well, I'll, got- I'll release at some point. Most of it is um, impressions we're doing, and then the other hour is it some sounds scri- like more script deviation. I think the art yeah. of editing is something we, I guess, <laughs> lack. No, I mean, no, no, every no. moment. I so think good. he's a good editor. It's just there was nothing logged, and there's so much shit to like. Well, I don't mean there. his ability, editing ability. Like, part <clears> of the <throat> editing craft is also co- the selection of the sure. content. I <laughs> sure, we are talking about sixty you gotta kill it. plus My, hours. Well, of, thanks for doing it. Yeah, thank material. you. That's a lot of work. I envision maybe. Uh, well, I'd say, you know, obviously after we've run this cycle of talking about the movie, there will be opportunities to curate certain s- Well, I was thinking after we're done, forward. I'd cut together all the script deviations maybe and like yeah. uh, stuff like that, something yeah. like that. Well, let's not forget uh, that... Uh, actually, I, that would be cool to just hit the script deviations yeah. front to back. It's Absolutely. like its own little yeah. radio play. <clears throat> totally. Uh, let's not forget about our sponsor, Bro Cells. <laughs> Did we get another payment? That's really stretching that five dollars in in dimes that he gave upwards us. of twenty five cents per uh, <laughs> appearance. Uh, before we get into the episode recap, I've got an interesting shout out this week from our old friend De Bears. Yeah, and this is another one where I can't quite figure out the Uh-oh. source of the content. But um, I'm going to try without Googling it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so his headline is, uh, let's see, that you, if anybody knows this, you do. Uh, I'm going to mess up the pronunciation. Die Spien. Yeah, let me see it. It's German. Let me see it written Well, down. I don't want to. I've got the translation right here. Oh, it's German for spider. Die Spien. Oh, okay. And then the quote is, I have been and shall always be your friend. Oh, we've already done this. You, you're joking that you don't know what that is, right? No, we haven't done this. Oh, I thought we, yeah, that's totally Spock's last words. Yeah, it's on from Star, Star Trek 2. That's when he's dying I in know, the reactor. I, they, good job. So oh, you're just, you're being I don't like the misdirections in this episode. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Good lord. Uh, yeah, that is, that is that. And, uh, we haven't recorded for weeks, and this is left okay. probably like weeks and weeks ago. So maybe you read it or something. And, uh, I swear we talked about it on, on I don't the think air, so. Maybe we just do- dialogued it. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe offline. So, and I have a confession to make. That was weeks ago that I saw that. That was the last post that De Bears Rule uh, left for us. And as the ongoing listeners might know, De Bears Rule likes to uh, give us a lot. He likes to refresh his review. Yeah. Yes. And re- as of recently, I was, I don't know if you want to call it giving him shit, but just suggesting that, uh, hey, if you want to open up other iTunes accounts so it <laughs> l- stacks our reviews and makes us look more popular than we really are, hey, we're open to it. And hopefully it wasn't offensive because as of right now, this moment, March 3rd, 2018, mm-hmm. there are no De Bears Rules reviews uh, on iTunes anymore. No. Gentlemen, did we oh, look no. a review Gift Horse in the Mouth? 
I, maybe maybe you did. You did this. Yeah. <laughs> have, we, have I alienated a friend of no, the show? No, no, he's commented since then. I, when we uh-huh. like, so what we didn't t- touch on is that when uh, we were encouraging our listeners to basically help <clears> give <throat> us some ideas on uh, their favorite moments, and there was a few, but the majority <laughs> of our listeners said uh, pretty much <laughs> unanimously, <laughs> unanimously. My favorite, them saying <laughs> their favorite parts of the podcast. When we talked are, about when them, we talk about them. <laughs> yeah. The Bears, the Bears was one of those that okay. said, said that. Well, that's uh, good. All right. Well, he has since t- stripped us of his uh, review. It's not on there. It's not on there. It huh. was removed. He took it off. Oh no. The Bears rule. We're so sorry. <laughs> no, listen. Well, look how much we're talking about you, the Bears rule. We see now where the power really lies. Aaron does like <laughs> to focus on single listeners yeah, and give just, them, like, remember when you were like, Serge Bomba said that our episodes are the perfect length. We can't go over 25 minutes. Well, yeah. Let's just be clear. It's all an the audience Bears, of one to me. I love you. I love what you're doing. And uh, of course please, we all please come you. back to us. All right, last episode recap. We found out that Spike's exosuit somehow fits Daniel perfectly. It's his old exosuit. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. From but but the, Spike was a teenager on the show. He never would have had an exosuit. Very good that, point. <laughs> uh, we also uh, saw the Autobots disembark from the ship to start to collect materials to repair the ship, mm-hmm. and that's where our last minute really ended. And so we kick off at the beginning of forty nine oh one, popping out from under heaps of trash are our. <laughs> Caleb's favorite yes. race of robotic Fine. rednecks. I love them. Yeah, these guys pop out of the garbage. They're mm-hmm. great looking, too. I love their color scheme. I do really like the way the Junkions look. Yeah, they're super awesome. The I've got the, I believe, sorry, I'm turning away from That's the mic. Okay. The, uh, what is this? KFC. Oh, yeah. KFC Junkions. There's a Retgar and whatever this other guy is, and they're pretty awesome little guys. Well, little guys. I mean, they're pretty big guys, but they they actually fall in line with the junkie on gimmick. You can disassemble some of their oh, parts and put them together and put them back together. And actually, I want to transform the other guy into a bike so that Retgar's riding him. You know, <laughs> but yeah, you can, can that do be that. done? Can that be done? Yeah, they built them to do that. Yeah, that's really for cool. sure. They're pretty cool. So that's our shout out to Keith's Fantasy Club toys. Some of your toys are garbage, but those are pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember you. <clears throat> which one was it? You hated Blitzwing. Astro Tra- or Blitzwing? Blitzwing. That was it. Yeah. That's so worst. so yeah. Go ahead. I don't want to jump. I, uh, oh, you're fine. Did a little research on because I never had really, I guess, read into who the Junkions are. Oh. Um, uh, but I basically all my research. Every time I say research, it's usually just the TF wiki mm-hmm. that I'm looking up. But uh, apparently, um, depending on the origin, they're descended from the Cybertronians, mm. um, kind of like the Romulans and the Vulcans. Uh, uh, and according to the Secret Files of Teletron 2, Ooh, which was uh, a one to two minute segment that ran um, in 1986 at the end of some of the season three episodes, it was like a bonus, like, hey, here's some trivia. From the Secret Files of Teletron 2. Exactly. And it was, um, so uh, it said that they were a tribe of Autobots that dwells on the planet, planet Junkion. Oh, I love those se- sequences. They mm-hmm. would edit together some scenes from different, uh, Show different episodes yeah. that had him in there and told a little story about him. Though, yeah, those were cool. All Which right. is, is interesting because if they are Autobots, where's the stamp? Well, that, but also they have red eyes, which traditionally right. oh, Autobots have blue eyes. Thing. Are there any Evolution. Autobots that we know of that have red eyes? I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, uh, I think though that that adds to their mystique. 
They so. are mysterious. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've got some notes for the end of the episode, but we see immediately that they kind of they talk kind of funny. Mm-hmm. They got a weird weird mannerisms with their vocality. This is pop culture. Some, some vernacular. So they got some vernacular. So in this one, which we'll break down a little bit later in the episode, stop thief, no welcome wagon, hello stranger, with that good coffee flavor for you. <laughs> uh, and then you hear in the background a little, yeah, your money back, and offer expires <laughs> while you wait. Operators are standing by. So as the leader who we know as Retgar is speaking, there's tens of Junkions popping up from the rubble. They emerge. Some sort of cannon is there. Some, some kind sort of, of t-shirt garbage cannon. <laughs> I love it. And, um, you know, they appear to be repairing it a little bit. There's some, uh, you know, just a we'll little bit of in. maintenance. And are, are they preparing to use it on our Autobot pals? They, well, that's what they, they, that make you think that because look how and he looks, he looks evil at this point. At forty four thirteen or forty nine uh, thirteen, yeah, Rekgar has an evil sneer, and also they just apparently real late in the game decided to give him some lines here because his mouth does not move. Yeah, yep. He uh, that is an animation error. That's fun, very annoying. But uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of that, actually speaking of errors and stuff. I went. Um, looked up to see if I could find any information on Retgar's mouth not moving, mm-hmm. like why they added it later, or, or if they felt like Eric Idle needed more lines or whatever. I couldn't find anything like that, but it, I did come across um, a movie. What was it? Uh, like moviemistakes.com or something like that. Anyway, it's a, and like he there on. It wasn't a mistake page, but it was like a mistakes correction page where they're like, "Well, that's not really a mistake. Here's the reason why they did that," but. Here, let me just read this to you. Rekgar's mouth doesn't move correctly when he says his first line. Correction. Rekgar is a robot, so he has a voice synthesizer. He doesn't use oh, his lips or tongue to create the sounds up, of his feet. And it's like, hell. at that point, I'm like, huh. No. And then I read some more, and I'm like, oh, this guy's just an asshole. Um, when Blaster deploys his cassettes, the two actual robots keep flashing colors from blue to black to, and back, which we saw in With, uh, He's trying to uh, justify the problems. It's oh, and at Blaster. Yeah. yeah, and Blaster would eject and rewind to come out. But so, he says, they're emerging from the shadows. When they're in their shadows, they just look black. And I'm like, oh, so fuck, go, go fuck yourself. Yeah, he, um, I what a say, waste of time. I know. <laughs> without, without dwelling on this too much, it's... You know, it's it's probably an afterthought to add something in there. They probably animated him looking devious, right? And it, it still works just fine. I mean, you yeah, know. we'll let it go. It's fine. It's a second. And technically, <laughs> yeah, they don't. I guess have to move their mouth, but they all do. So yeah. Yeah. I, do, just, I like how he has facial hair. Like, he's, yeah, it's cool. Hardcore Fu Manchu going yeah, on there. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, such a cool. Character. I think they're, obviously they're wanting to make the first impression that these things are potentially evil. Yeah, there's some malice in there. Yeah. But then it turns out not to be the case. Now, when I uh, when I first saw the movie, we've talked about this a couple times. Uh, as I'd already seen season three, I didn't see the movie in the theater, so I already knew Retgar was a good guy. Right. But I remember liking the way they built up that this is a potentially a side villain. Yeah, I, I, I did too. None of us saw this in the theater, so we all kind of had an understanding a little deeper of how of what that was. But uh, I don't remember thinking it was weird. That the that I, I guess I just assumed that this was the first incar- yeah. like, meeting and also I'd read comics so I knew that good guys fight each other when they meet all the time and sure. they become friends. Right, right, right. So we're gonna fade now away from our friends on Junkion to yep. our friends on Quintessa, and uh, we open up here at around forty nine seventeen with a long shot of Cup and Hot Rod. They're on the beach. Hot mm-hmm. Rod is repairing Cup. We see bright sparks and welding action. Uh, being employed to put old shit piece back together again. <laughs> the camera zooms in. 
we see Hot Rod kind of a open open thigh situation, and he's uh, just you know doing some welding. And I, I I paused and rewound it and tried to look, and I do think that that like you said, Aaron, a couple episodes back, um, that he is. It's another one of those ancillary tools where his hand goes into his uh, forearm. And oh, is it really? I, I didn't think even so that. because you never see him put a tool down or anything. Um, it's kind of hard to tell, but I, I do think it's on his hand. Um, and there's an, and maybe this is like one of those standard uh, uh, tools because in the in the show, Ratchet does have that. It's hard it's to like tell. it's like they're all Boy Scouts and they mm-hmm. all have, have a multi army knives going on in there. Um, so also one thing I'd point out is that when we open up on this scene, it is the exact same background Mm -hmm. as was used when we first were introduced to Quintessa back in minute 46. So uh, they basically, it opened up on this and then it kind of went downward or the camera moved downward to indicate that we're going into the water. Mm -hmm. But this was that opening, uh, same opening matte animation. And it's what they walk out of as well. It's okay. So it worked. I mean, it's, 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 the continuity works. You know what this reminds me of? This, these, this style is, uh, the Commander Mark Secret Cities. Oh yeah. So the listener, if you drew at all and happened to flip around on PBS, there was a show in the 80s, maybe early 90s, called Secret City, and it had Commander Mark. He had a slew of side characters. I love those drawings. But my favorite part of the show was the last part of it. Like, he would do little, like, drawing exercises and things like that. But the last maybe 10 minutes of the show, he would basically work on this mural mm-hmm. with that was the Secret City, and he would just, you know, kind of stream of consciousness... Work it out, and this reminds me of some of like the. And he no. had two characters. There was like the unibears, uni- and there was like another character, which were be- like basically bears with the unicorn horns. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, I used to draw those too because I watched that show and loved it so much. And I think he still does do like web courses and stuff like that for kids. He and, looked uh, like a. Like kind of a bigger boned Freddie Mercury. <laughs> uh, to me, he looked like a cross between like um, Mario and Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. But anyway, that's what this reminds me of. Anyway, I think go it's to, really cool. Check it out. I'm sure there's stuff on YouTube. It was on PBS back in the day, and it was oh man, such a great show. We'll put it on in the website. That's, oh yeah, <laughs> Commander yeah. Mark. There write it go. down. Um, so at any rate, uh, Hot Rod's busting out his ratchet powers or his wheeljack powers, or I guess anybody can repair their buddy. <laughs> and as he finishes up hot rods kind of like that does it cup stands up walks around tests his new ratchets out and he doesn't seem too pleased in fact i would say it becomes an old prick to hot rod at this point you left a piece out and uh hot rod disagrees and he lets cup know hey man i didn't leave a piece out you're just stiff Mm -hmm. you're just stiff from the repairs and cup continues to test things out he kind of Pays Hot Rod a compliment and says, all things considered, yeah. you did an amazing job. There's sort of an Ike and Tina thing going oh. on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that's met, well, I'm that sorry, baby. Made it, I'll never do it again. <laughs> well, that just is sad. Um, it was a quick turnaround where he's like, uh, the super fast, like he's like, you have all the circuit blowing, di- or circuit, whatever, that line. And then he says, uh, all things considered, you did an amazing job. And I think maybe my script deviations may set, shed some light on the super fast, like, flip that he does there. Oh, interesting. I, my think mine is, might as well. All we'll right. see where this goes. 
Uh, what if he just sounded like that all the time, where his, he's doing all the ratcheting stuff, and you hear the clicks and whirs? How insufferable would it be to be around him <laughs> if he's just old and sounds like that because he's? I decrepit. thought those. By the way, those sound effects were great. They are cool. They sounded really good. Sounds like my uh, sounds like my buzzer here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Caleb has uh, treated us to a, some good old fashioned nineteen twenties humor with a hand buzzer. My son, we were we were at real quick. We were at a my son's in the Cub Scouts, so we they were uh, at a we were at a pancake fundraiser this morning, where the Cub Scouts served people pancakes, mm-hmm. and he had this joy buzzer with him, and so he was the whole time. But instead of like doing a shake of hand, he would just walk up to you and be like, oh, "Just put know, it on you." Yeah, and finally had to confiscate it. Now I'm playing with it. <laughs> well, it's fun. It Still fun. our biggest seller. <laughs> That was before the show. Oh, Roger Rabbit, everybody. Uh, so Cup kind of uh, affir- reaffirms Hot Rod, and Hot Rod is pleased. Yeah, really? And uh, we and, and Cup even admits that Hot Rod fixed a nasty burn in his rotator. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so fuck you. So, <laughs> and that uh, really takes us to the end of the minute here, and I'm excited because the next minute, my favorite Hot Rod transformation yeah. is coming uh, up. Yeah, and it starts a little bit in this one, but it goes into the second one, but it is yet another alternate transformation. He transforms in like four different ways in this show. Well, I break it down movie. next episode. Oh. I've got, I've got the crazy notes on it. Oh, excellent. <laughs> but... Uh, but not to start, not to stifle you. No, no, no. I don't have anything other than just know, just knowing that. Uh, I, even as a kid, I noticed that he's been transforming differently. Right. Well, I, and I think from this moment on, they kind of try to stick to this style. But we'll go into that next episode. Um, I would. I will say that before we, the minute ends, Cup recommends that they bust ass and go find the Dinobots. Mm-hmm. He turns into his truck. He burns out. Hot Rod starts to starts his transformation. And that's where the minute officially Were ends. Were the toys already made? I just don't know why they didn't make them transform like the toy. Well, in the Hot Rod's case, not so much because I was like, Hot Rod looks generally like his toy. Like, that. yeah. Like, they do a good job with that. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. In in this situation, well, okay, I'm saving it for next episode. Okay. I got more notes on it next episode. Uh, guys, I've got a voice actor. Yay! Cool. Uh, it's and it's a, a little bit Eric Idle. We we covered him back in episode number four, going mm-hmm. into the O. We the covered Wayback a, Machine. A ton so, of so people. Uh, from an article in the Onion AV Club, you'll recall that uh, Eric Idle had generally positive vibes about this recording. To me, it's like. When you're a guy like Eric Idle, who at this time was probably all, he was an icon. They knew he could had a crazy voice. Sure. Knew he could pull up. He literally flew in on a Concord, yep. recorded it, and flew back. And it is fresh in my mind <laughs> from listening to that episode last week. <laughs> Everything's fresh. In mind now. So, so he had no idea what was going on. He didn't understand the lines at all. He's never seen the movie, at least up to that the point of that article. Uh, but he got paid, so all's right in the world. I it, doubt if he, maybe he never saw it, because he does is on record as saying he doesn't watch things he's in because he doesn't like it. That's true. But Mr. Idol was not the only person to voice Redgar, gentlemen. In the TV show, another gentleman took over. Sure. And that gentleman was an actor by the name of Tony Pope. And he was a Cleveland, Ohio native who was best known as the voice of Hasbro's popular Furby toy. So he did oh, the voice... Lord. In English and five other languages. Wow. That's how wow. he made it. I, I wonder how you, like, if you were the voice of an immensely popular toy, hopefully you negotiate to get royalties up front. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. I doubt it. You probably don't get shit. <laughs> you probably don't get a piece of the action on the back end. I don't know. 
He also, according to Wikipedia, was the voice of Goofy for 15 years. So that actually probably paid his bills as well. Uh, for, <laughs> it seems versus, like he probably uh, did all right. Versus the Furby. And he was uh, he he did Goofy in films such as Sport Goofy. He was also the voice of Goofy in, hey, we've already called back to this. Who framed Roger Rabbit? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just bring that back. Lots of Disney. Or a dog. <laughs> I think that was his line. I think that's right? the line. <laughs> it was Goofy in that sequence where um, Eddie Valiant is falling from the sky. No, that was Mickey and Bugs. Mickey and Bugs. Yep. Yeah. I need to watch that movie again. That's it's great. great. It's movie. on Netflix. Classic, classic. I've got it on Blu-ray as well. And they're, they're, they're Goofy, is, I mean, it's not the guy who voiced it because in the theater they are watching a Goofy cartoon, but it's a cartoon mm. that exists. So That's right. That's right. So he did some Disney series, Spider-Man, Jetsons, lots of anime. This guy really was, he was in, uh, remember Big O on... Uh, I love Big O. So Basically a Batman analog. Cyborg, 009, Samurai Girl, Real Bout High School, Vampire Princess, Mayu, Gundam, F91, and he was in Akira. Uh, Ooh, as nice. far as Transformers goes, he was one of the three actors to voice Alpha Trion, which is funny because three... Oh, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Along with John Stevenson, who voiced Cup, Thundercracker, Windcharger, Huffer, and Captain Murphy from C Lab 2020. We Ooh, covered him earlier. Yep, we did. Uh, and Corey Burton also did Alpha Trion. He's Spike Braun Bumblebee, or not Bumblebee, Shockwave. But he also voiced Incurata, who was a Quintesson scientist from season three. Oh. Lippo, who was a clown. <laughs> From a children's, I don't know if you guys remember this television or this episode, a children's TV clown that was popular to the Junkions. I have no Lip, memory Lippo, of this. Lippo the clown. Oh my god! This is a John Wayne Gacy situation yeah. where he turns out yeah. to be a creep. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did not do, finish my research because <laughs> you know how I like to. Um, do the whole is he alive or dead thing? I don't have notes on that. Oh no! Know. Here, let's all find out together. Okay, let's all find out together. Right, let's let's play let's let's uh, let's see, let's guess play first. Bets? All right. So uh, I mean, I'm gonna say dead. I don't know. I don't mean to be cold about it. It seems like he did some but mostly recent stuff, but he did do Goofy for 13, 15 years. I'm so. gonna say he's alive. I think mean, because gonna... because his content is newer. It is pretty new. It, is it though? Well, Furby is the most recent one, I guess. I guess God, I guess Akira. Although no, old now. no, a Big Akira O was more recent. I think he's he dead. Is dead. <laughs> Died in two thousand four. Yeah, Big O. Big O. I think was broadcast on Adult Swim after. Look yeah. at this, look at this cause creation. of death. Leg, Leg surgery complications. complications. So he died of uh-huh. a bad doctor. He died oh three days God. before Valentine's Day in wow. two thousand. He was, was two thousand four. He was all right. So he was only fifty six. He. All right, well. All right. Well, now, now things just got dark. Tony Pope. Around here. Tony Pope, thank you for voicing Retgar and all the other work you did. I should not eulogize. <laughs> yeah, it's just a half-ass, <laughs> off-the-cuff eulogy for someone you just learned existed <laughs> and then stopped and existing. <laughs> right. Shit. Okay, so discussion here. I've got a little um, breakdown on Junkie on Speech. Sweet. Do you mind if I go into this? No, let's do that. Go for it. Uh, I thought it was appropriate given the introduction of the characters. So I'd never been able to fully translate this, the, what we heard today, until now. Look, it wasn't particularly that yeah and your money back part because it's really subtly like mm-hmm. in the background. And in the 30th anniversary DVD, Flint Dilly noted that due to trademark laws and copyright infringement. That was, that was Norelco, right? Or your mm-hmm. money back? 
I th- well, okay, so I, I, I've got notes on all this. Shapes as close as a we'll plane. Get, <laughs> we'll get, I'm you're, jumping in. You're gonna, right. you're gonna, you're gonna get the full rundown, I'm get buddy. Slapped in the face. So I all of their no, of course. Not. <laughs> so, so all of their phrases are they make you they feel like things that you've actually heard, but they're actually not they're because tweaked. they had to shift it um, because no. they were worried about copyright infringement, yeah. and so they didn't really nail the pop culture speak in the way that they wanted to, but they felt like the end product was ultimately okay. Do you but, think that's possible to sue for that? Well, I think it depends on how modern your references are. So, in, yeah. a, in a sense, all of these references actually are very, very dated in a way that um, they are probably in the public domain. So, for example, mm. no welcome wagon. So, welcome wagon is more of an idiom, but the welcome wagon, are you familiar with this? This is a company that was around since the 20s, and it was women that were hired to bring people, like whenever you moved into a new neighborhood, they would show up and bring you gifts. And basically, we got a casserole bar. The, the money making operation was in that, like, I guess, probably ordering products to, to, uh, comes to create the, these gift here bags. Here comes the welcome Exactly. Wagon. So, um, Hello Stranger was a 1963 RB single by Barbara Lewis. So, that's the where that reference. Uh, originates from <laughs> good coffee flavor for you references uh, vintage instant coffee ads mm-hmm. from the mid 20s so Maxwell House Nescafe all that kind of stuff uh, or your money back so back to that that was a marketing innovation of the 18th century good lord yeah created by uh, Josiah Wedgwood or at least he's credited for it as applied the to old timiest of- name that's ever been. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Hey, there. Say, I'm Josiah. Oh, that Wedgwood. is the 20s. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, damn it. All yeah, right, let me try again. <laughs> I don't even know how to do a 17th century yeah. accent. So, anyway. But so that was a major, like, that was when U.S. mail order was a big deal. Mm. And so he invented that as a way to make, I mean, people are mail, you know, mail ordering things. How do you make them feel good about what they're doing? And they're not going to order, they're not, they don't get to see sure, what that, they're buying. That so was back that in was, the, uh, like, the solution. The golden days of just, you could just commit crimes by fraud and yeah. nobody could ever find you because <laughs> like, there was no tracking anybody. So that was highwaymen. You just come along and shoot someone. Yeah, take just take their stuff. This is mine now. <laughs> I hate this world. I was watching Gangs in New York last night and I'm like, oh man, what a garbage time to live. <laughs> it's just uh, like f- private fire brigades looting people's houses. And, and, and murdering the Irish. Sure, sure. <laughs> Minorities did not have a good time up until like, well, they're still doing pretty bad. That's, that's why their neighborhoods were so insular. I mean, they, had a, they, they were... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had was, to stick together. That's essentially why the mo- why the one way the mafia thrived is they were they could prey on their they could prey on their own people right. because their own people had to rely on them to basically protect protection them, money. Yeah, yeah. Right. the outside world. Uh, right. Humans are really doing great. Yeah, yeah, hey, we've hey, been great we're better, forever. We're better, more or less. So uh, nobody, nobody. I, I'm happy to say that nobody has shaken down the Autopod Decepticast yet for protection money. It's well, I I no say, racketeering here. I will, I will <laughs> say that the, that the Bears rule by taking. His rule <laughs> off my oh no! <laughs> so, like, don't say the Bears rule is a racketeer. <laughs> now he's going to leave a a, a one star review. <laughs> Oh, so you fucking guys thought it was uh, real funny to keep bringing up uh, me bringing world. some uh, fake <laughs> iTunes accounts up? Uh? Hey, hey, how about if I just delete all this fucking shit? How do you like that? All right? Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs>
All right, I'm going to try and cruise my way through this. Offer, no, offer expires while you wait. Operators are standing by. We've heard that a million times growing up. It's a pretty much a trope inciting, mm-hmm. inciting you to act immediately. But it's been around as long as the 40s. So it's been satirized in a, a, Well, whenever you create a sense of false urgency, that's how you get somebody to buy something <laughs> if they don't want it, like timeshares. <laughs> Why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> so ultimately, though, it's interesting that, that you don't hear that anymore. Anymore because um, uh, the, the phrase was changed because people determined that it actually had the opposite effect of getting people to act quickly because the suggestion being that if people are just waiting around Standing waiting by. to take calls <laughs> that nobody really wants the product so mm, basically that's interesting they changed so nowadays or you would hear it, them say if lines are busy keep trying keep try- I remember that or just maybe go online. <laughs> yeah, you probably actually don't, don't hear any of this anymore. <laughs> I have not. It's been so long since I saw a commercial because I haven't had cable yeah. for years that I'm so like I, I don't even know what I, modern advertising is like. Yeah, I will. I do watch them when on the rare occasion that my kids are actually watching programming instead of Netflix. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm kids cartoons these days are just really in your face. <laughs> and, there's, and the and the and the games out there now, like the game, family games. There's one now that that um, uh, it's like the whole premise is you lay out this board and put these piles of Play-Doh down and okay. you walk across it blindfold and you don't try to step on them. And, and what you're supposed to do is like, it's like barefoot. You're trying to avoid stepping on doggy doo-doo. <laughs> wow. That's the game. That seems like a, some, a company of people who are just constantly high. <laughs> like that is a real high thought to, for yeah. a game. Anyway, continue. Oh my God! I'll find I, the name of the game. You know what's great about the age your kids are is I don't even know why you have cable because you can just they'll watch the same thing over and over. They do forever. They do, they do. The game is called Doggy Doo. <laughs> that tracks. Hey, it all checks out, work. everybody. Hey, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Kiss. So, what other interesting thing I came up? Shout out to a tripod site that I can't believe still exists. I was saw. That, I saw this too. That I, I well, I've been I've been going to it every minute because there's a lot of content on this site. It's called Transformers: The Movie Bloopers. And it's an old tripod site, and it had something that I thought was really interesting. And Ryan, I'd be curious to see if you dispute this, but okay. but the um, the question is how far is Junkion from Earth? <laughs> and the this site does some math to say that it's forty five light years from Earth, based on the fact that um, we've been broadcasting TV since the forties, and junk. There's the, some of the most the more recent cultural references are from the sixties, and if you do the math of the sixties to two thousand five, that means that they're forty five light years from Earth. So shout out to that tripod page. I don't know if you. The, my only thing about that is I don't understand. Like I don't know if radio waves travel at the speed of light. But, they do. They are okay. light. Oh, they are light. Okay, gotcha. So then I guess that could make sense then, right? It does, except that we uh, there was a study recently that <laughs> um, apparently radio waves do really degrade over distance. Mm-hmm. So it's our, it's debatable whether or not any distant planets would even uh, it would even get it uh, as anything understandable. The previous thinking garbled. being that they just go on forever. Yeah, that they go on forever in the far. But that probably assumes you don't have things 
filters like asteroid belts or whatever, like things that it might bounce off of or interact with that might deaden well, it. They deaden can, the radio. It could bend it, like because it's light, so it can be bent by stars and, and so, stuff like that. Solar but, wind as well. But uh, it, it does do, apparently like I don't know the numbers, but um, it's like arguable that it might not even get to Proxima Proxima Centura, Centuri. Uh, in any understandable or, or translatable way. Where is, how far away is Proxima Centauri? Four light years. It's the closest okay. star. I did a cool model of a solar system for my Cub Scouts uh, to, to kind of give them a sense of distance. Did and you put Cybertron in it? I didn't. I should have. <laughs> but I put I put uh, Proxima Centauri in it. Uh, so essentially, I uh, the... The, the distance from the Earth to the Sun is one astronomical unit. That's yep. 93 million miles. Mm-hmm. If you were to reduce that down where an astrical no, astronomical unit equals a, f- uh, a foot, then the Earth is one foot away from the Sun. Right. And uh, the, the inner planets are pretty all with basically... They're with, tight. Yeah. You get up to like uh, the outer planets and you're getting into like 19 feet, 20 feet. Wow. Pluto's like 39 feet. Proxima Centauri on the same... By the way, Pluto, not a planet. Right. <laughs> Planetoid. Um, Proxima Centauri on the same scale. Just just guess where it would be. So a foot per astronomical unit. It's four light years away. God, I couldn't I even guess. To, from here to the sun? The, the real sun? From okay. here to our real sun? It's not sun. that far. No, no, but, okay, no. what is it? Uh, fifty miles. It'll oh, jeez! Like Lebanon. <laughs> wow, I overshot that one. <laughs> yeah, see, that's bad. See, that's that's see, a risk you take. Way under doing it. Yeah, most people way under do it. Aaron went. For, like, how'd you build that model of the sun? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron went for broke. He was like, I don't know our real sun. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, it's shocking. Just, fifty miles is shocking enough, yeah. but I thought it would be like crazy shocking. <laughs> there is a, a proposed second Oreos to the moon. <laughs> a proposed plan to send probes to uh, Proxima Centauri. Um, uh, like basically, they would be accelerated with lasers, but they'd be tiny, mm-hmm. tiny probes, so you could accelerate them to a fair fraction of the speed of light, so they get there in like maybe forty years. Have you ever? What sent, is our have, fast- you ever, oh, have you ever ahead. sent probes to Uranus? <laughs> Every fucking night. He he named his probes my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we so obsessed with Proxima Centauri? Is it the closest it's the planet? Closest star. star. And oh, star. it does, okay. I believe that they do theorize it has planets around. I think that's true. That'd be something. So, Aaron, right. sorry. We're just, yeah, just oh, no, that's great. Fact. I love it. I love it. So, uh, you know what it's time for? Oh, oh it's time for... deviations. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha. Hey, everybody. Hey. Time to go. Time for script deviations. Don't you know. Is this a remix that we're doing? <laughs> so, uh, it's been a while. So, I, just a reminder for the listener, I'm going to do mine first here because mine That's tend Aaron. to be close in. This is Aaron speaking. Which, by the way, I need to do that more often. Hey, everybody, this is Aaron speaking. And, Before uh, every sentence. Yeah, that'd be really and I'm going to uh, hit mine first because my script deviations are a little bit closer to what we see on screen. And Ryan's are super crazy, stupid, ridiculous. So I should note that at this part of my story in the script, the events are structured somewhat differently from what we see on screen. For example, the whole scene of Hot Rod and Cup on Quintessa, starting with Hot Rod falling from the sky, saving Cup, assembling him. Bumping into the Alicons, Universal Greeting, Capture, all that happens in one uncut set of sequences. 
but to mm-hmm. align with what we see on screen, Cup does accuse Hot Rod of missing a part, and it sounds like you might have more on this as well. Hot Rod fumbles through some scrap and explains why those pieces can't be cut. I have that too. <laughs> and, and Cup continues to insist a part is missing, which makes Hot Rod hang his head in shame. Cup feels bad for Hot Rod, tells him that uh, all things considered, Hot Rod did an amazing job, which brightens his mood like it did on screen. They decide to go find the Dinobots, and when Cup transforms, the visual that we see on screen makes it evident that a fender is misplaced, which yes. we don't see on screen, and that um, that a wheel is mounted improperly, so he wobbles and rides un- unevenly, and there's chugging and oil spewing out of him, to which Cup says... Part of this is what we hear on screen, but he says, of all the circuit glitch mm-hmm. diode blowing dim wittery, I told you a pot was missing. So that was the payoff on that. Is Was yours the exact same? It's pretty much the same. Yeah, I'll just add a little bit of the the funny details. Because, like, yeah, like you said, Aaron, um, that's why I think it's funny how some of the beats get into the final, what we see on screen, but you don't make it doesn't make a ton of sense unless you. Right, because it, it's a component of an original part that gets cut out. But yeah, that's why there's that immediate turnaround where he's trying to make him feel better. It's right. he feels more upset in the script. On the screen, he seems like he's like, ah, come on. Right. <laughs> it will... feels like they really like the joke about leaving a piece out, and they just wanted oh. to leave that in to me anyway. And they just wanted to leave that in the movie, even if they didn't really have much to back it up. Yeah, I mean, the next two minutes on in the original script here is well or one of the early drafts is super wordy at uh, on these next couple parts um i will say i'll read some of the things that are in the scrap metal parts lying at cup's feet that didn't get put in um some kind uh see this wasn't yours it's some kind of prehistoric ion cruncher and this doohickey looks like a funky energon funnel (laughs) Where where did these parts come from? I know. Just pick just, them up along the seafloor? In there. <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty much mine was basically the same thing, except I, there was one part that was different at the very end. Um, Cup says, we've got to go on, lad. We're still in, still in one unit, more or less, and others are counting on us to follow through. And Hot Rod takes a beat and nods and says, right. So let's stop reminiscing and transform. We've got to find the dinos and get off this jerky little planet. So it's actually Hot Rod that says Cup's line in the script. Right. And I think that works better. With making him start to become a leader. He's taking control. Yeah. That's right. Love it. I don't know why they flipped that, but whatever. Oh, one more. I'm sorry. One more Uh thing up top. Uh, Hot Rod is completing the reassembly of Cup, who stands there impatiently like a man being fitted for a suit he is going to hate. (laughs) That's the strangest simile. Oh, no. I like that a lot. Why would you... I get it, but it's like it's very strange as to how that would ever happen. I, but I, but I can immediately pick. It's a, it's a weird analogy, but I sure. can immediately picture what how he's. How it's he's true. Reacting. It was just so weird. Like it just made me laugh. Just. <laughs> I'm gonna start to try try to use that in my day to day. Like a man <laughs> being fitted for a suit, he is going to hate. <laughs> I'm trying to break that down in my head. Mm-hmm. A person that's getting fitted for a suit wants to look good, mm-hmm. and they're getting and so they sh- they should be into the process for the most yeah. part. But then again, the process is tedious. But why would you get fitted for a suit that you're gonna hate? That's the part that's like confusing. A wedding. <laughs> Like I have been, I, I have a seersucker suit. I own a seersucker suit. I don't know how many opportunities I'm going to have to wear that. I got fitted. I like the suit, but when I, as I'm spending money on it, the only reason I bought it is because I was in a wedding where everybody was wearing seersucker, so I had to do it, and I couldn't rent it. Mm-hmm. And so the so I didn't hate the suit. I think it's actually kind of cool, but. I'm just like, am I? When am I ever gonna wear this again? So I hated it in that I was spending money on a suit that I'll probably never wear again. 
Hmm. Is that I sort of the I idea guess, we're because going like for in my mind, best I can come in from. my mind I was thinking like are you just afraid to tell the tailor you hate this like I'm, is it like a soup Nazi situation I'm just glad I don't have any really well off friends that have made me wear seersucker suits that is the whitest thing heads. you've ever said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had to go I to own a, a seersucker suit no 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 hey the, I'm ready for the Kentucky Derby that's all I'm telling you guys not that part. I want to go to the Kentucky Derby you need Derby. to start finding reasons to wear it again. I know Melody's exactly. going to have to get a hat <laughs> that's true um, though the part where like you went to a function where everyone had to wear seersucker yeah. the, the, well, he didn't but not everybody the groomsmen were I was Got an it. usher the Got groomsmen it. wore seersucker and I was a usher I wish I knew I some usher songs so I could make up a joke there but yeah. I also wish that we, yeah. that Aaron, you and I were the same size, so I could borrow your clothes because I would wear that shit all the time. Yeah. I actually, my suit game right at this moment is like on point. I've got the seersucker, which needs to be it needs to be is fit. It, is it on ten? It's on ten. Oh. Are we there yet? Yeah, you are now. <laughs> you live on ten. I got a gray, like a nice gray wool suit. I got a navy. Basically, it, my my suit game got up because I had to. Oh, God, here you guys are going to give me shit. More shit. Here it comes. I had to buy a tuxedo <laughs> for... <laughs> well, actually, Ryan has a tuxedo. I so a tuxedo. Oh, that's okay. for, this. But for what? I'm now a proud... Uh, for a New Year's Eve party that well, I was... Same guy? Uh, no. I, I would have rented a tuxedo, but it was Melody's former employers. Uh, yes. I would have rented a tuxedo, a except of, uh, I didn't get around to it until literally New Year's Eve. And Ooh, so, what's the, it like to my, buy a tux on New Year's Eve? Well, I, the only place open men's warehouse. I don't know how people feel. Did you about like that. the way you look? <laughs> so I, but they were awesome. I, anyway, it was like a two for one deal. So I got a tux and a navy suit. Nice. They did all the fitting. It looks great. It's a. I don't know if Calvin Klein is a, pe- a brand people care about nowadays, but my tux is Calvin Klein. Marky Mark likes it. <laughs> yes. Circa 1992. But. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to rent a tuck, oh God, we've gone into some real, sorry, like middle upper class white territory <laughs> of like, yeah, if you're going to rent a tux more than like two or three times, you might as well yeah. just buy one. Well, I've I've worn it. I've found uh, at least one other excuse. I wore it to uh, Melody and I went to Herman last weekend. Mm-hmm. We did a murder mystery party and my character was a was a millionaire bachelor, and so oh. I tuxed up for that. I have found, uh, like, uh, whenever she worked at her former job, like, they did um, a lot of charity stuff, and so, I, I you know, we had a tux for that. And then I found, uh, I went to a charity event for uh, Expedia, where I work right. also, That uh, and so I'm like, oh, I, I love wearing tuxedos. It's yeah. I you love wearing suits. I do. You I have a tie. You I mean, have a tie on Ryan right now. is wearing a tie <laughs> and button-up <laughs> collared shirt. Ryan, Ryan doesn't dress down. No, he in doesn't. general, no, he unless he's so. working in the garden. And even in the garden, he's wearing like polos and khakis. Just as, to then, him, that's 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 yard. Work he clothes. has his garden tux. That's right. <laughs> it's cutoffs, <laughs> but yeah, it is a tux. Kind of broken. Yeah. Worn I did. Uh, West for Christmas did get me a real bow tie, so I'm having to learn how to tie an actual tie. I've got a couple, but I don't know how to. It's not as easy as tying a tie. It's complicated. Yeah. So everybody is this this relatable to anyone (laughs) at all? Honestly, it's not a bad idea to own a tux. Buy a tux. Oh God! Well, when I bought it, Melody was going to be doing more fundraising yeah. type of things, and yeah, yeah. so my thought was, I, well, first of all, I had no choice if I wanted to wear a tux that evening, and then second of all, I thought it's not that bad of an investment. Hey, they, the listeners got to see us in that tux on the, oh, on the episode right. picture. Yeah, we were at a charity event mm-hmm. uh, on behalf all of my of wife at that point in time. All right, moving away from our fashion. Um, gosh, guys, you know a lot of stuff happened this episode. New characters. It feels mm-hmm. like it's time for the. <gasps> We can. I am the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know. 
Uh, people love that iconic moment. He's they cool. do. They like. There's a lot of love for that. I mean, the, I don't know if they love our how we do it. They no. just love the character they, of the ghost. They do specifically. <laughs> they loved the ghosts' experience on the Christmas. Yeah, um, uh, Mike. Uh, Mike Seibert. Mike shout Seibert. out. Yeah. shout out to he Mike Seibert. Loved. Thank you for uh, yeah. for uh, so was, talking about absolutely. that and playing that at length. That was that, some improv gold that all just came together. It was great. Kid. It was, was the, your part was your was all of our favorite. Scripted. I forced my wife to listen to that. Always oh, good. Uh, when you force someone to listen to like see how funny well she lo- well i played the i played the all of our little parts on the christmas episode and she liked Caleb's the best naturally. Of course. Because, and and uh, she said that the reason that your segment was the best is the way that you owned it. Like everything was for all the rest of us was center and you know whatever. We just we decided what we were going to do like 5 well, minutes before we came in the room. Yeah. But we don't have you owned it in a way that and it, but no she was right though in that like you just you created you world build. He was a, <laughs> the, uh, the ghost of the iconic. <laughs> he, he was a world builder. So I was, <laughs> there were a lot of details there. Like, yeah, making him a sad guy who works at fucking TJ Maxx. <laughs> genius. I'm a method. I'm Spencer's a method. gift card. It's a method guy. So like I need another Green Day T-shirt. Boy, I tell you what, that's my favorite I was, line. In the whole <laughs> I was surprised in myself that I was. I was like, well, I pulled that one. You out. rocked okay. it. Yeah, you and that it. is on our clip show as well. And at some point, I will put up a log of if you want to just go listen to certain parts of that show. I'll put up the timestamp of where it is and what episode. Oh, don't it's in. hurt yourself, Ryan. I'm not doing it today. <laughs> okay, so uh, what is Caleb? I'm gonna start with you because. I feel like you should have oh, iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I've been looking for the, the junkions forever. So yeah. my iconic moment is uh, Retgar's sneering look. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- with him talk like ventriloquism talk. You know, mm-hmm. um, why do you like the junkions so much? I I like the way they look. I think that oh, I I think beyond right. I think beyond their aesthetic though, <laughs> I'm intrigued by another band of. Transformers that are neither mm-hmm. Decepticon or Autobots, and they're tribal. Yeah, I I just like the I it, it expanded the universe bigger, and I like the idea of these this third party optioned. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? to me they have kind of a samurai, the original third party, like yeah. almost a samurai quality. They're like, yeah. they're like the they're I guess they they kind of like the. Uh, Libertarians of the uh, the Green Party. The, yeah. <laughs> they are recycling. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I no, I liked them because they were because they're funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're cool looking, mm-hmm. and they were they were in this weird zone of neither being Autobot or Decepticon, and that really engaged me for some reason. Love it. All you need is a universal greeting to get them on your side. I also love the bikes they, they turn into with the spiked wheels. Oh, yeah. are just really Super cool. badass. Yeah, so the these, thing, these things are the KFC the uh, toys are very cool. Like it's a little bit of a pain in the ass because I'm always well I, now Be that careful. one's stuck in there. Those spikes, all of the all the spikes come out. All like the oh, chest shit. piece comes off. I think the head comes off. Like you can like slip. So allegedly, this company was going to release like several models of the Junkions, but these are the only two they've actually come out with, and these are probably a year old. But what was um what was your iconic moment? Oh, I don't think there's anything else to say other than uh, what you just said. I uh, I will uh, put a rubber rubber stamp on that. I'll say a runner up was. Uh, of all the circuit glitch dial blowing dim wittery, you left the piece out. Yeah, I did re- oh, laugh at that part. It's as fun a kid. to watch him walk around and like do his like calisthenic kind of or like you know. Next time on the Autobot Decepticast. 
Well, we're going to learn one of the most iconic entries into the Transformers canon, the universal greeting, gentlemen. <laughs> we don't know it now, but we're going to learn it. And we're also going to learn that some robotic cultures just don't believe in reciprocation. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. Please uh, listen to the show. Tell your friends. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Follow us on social media. We're on that Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of them <laughs> at APODDCast. Mostly Visit, Twitter. Mostly Twitter. Visit, but but uh, more presence lately on Facebook. Oh, okay. Caleb has been up in the Facebook uh-huh. game because he doesn't have an actual Facebook <laughs> presence. I got so he's it. Getting, you don't need to. He's getting his rocks off. Of the I, I feel like it's kind of circling the drain at this point. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, but uh, and, of course, there's our web presence at autopoddeceptacast.com. It sounds like we're going to talk about Commander Mark. Commander Mark, absolutely. I don't know what else we I got going on. Well, I, guess I, always make, I make notes whenever I edit it as to what I'm going to put on the on the page. So, yeah, check that out. iTunes users, please rate, subscribe, De bears. We love you. Come on we back, miss, buddy. We miss you. Please. <laughs> talk to you later. Buddy. We are the saddest podcast that's <laughs> ever been. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. Like different places around the like, uh, I don't. She was looking at black-owned businesses, and I'm like, "There's one. Oh yeah, we have one in town. Cross town, cross town. So cross the town, cross town." And then I remembered that local commercial, which is when you're feeling hungry, there's just one thing to do: <laughs> cross go town. across the city for the best barbecue. Cross um, town, making juicy ribs through fresh-cut fries. Bam, bam. Barbecue beans, you, you can't believe your eyes. eyes. Super home cooking, this made just for you. Whenever you get hungry, come to cross, cross town, town barbecue. I like he throws a. He throws like a. Uh, he throws a potato. And, and then it like the, it like then they the, yeah it lands on the people's uh, places at French As fries. As French fries, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a. It's middle. been a long time since yeah. I've thought about mm-hmm. that. It's still there. Uh, are you gonna make another drink? Uh, yeah. Can you make t- one for me? Okay. Is this bottle almost out? No, it is. Yeah, you've been you've been pounding it. You that's is that your first glass? No, I've added I've added I've added more. I'm going to Branson tonight. My mom's birthday is today. She's turning 70. Oh, so she's she taking... looks so good. Wow. I don't mean that like a... I don't family, mean it like that. The family's got, I don't mean it like the that. Family, your family holds it together. Yeah, How your dad? He's uh, turning 68 in two weeks. He looks great, too. So, yeah, I, I, we do all right. I, they live healthy and, you know, they don't drink and they, they, right. they exercise and right. they eat well. and right. They go to church. Yeah, they they pray to God to give the paternal life <laughs> and youth, and uh, I'm I, people are surprised that I that, that people don't think I look forty, usually at work. Right. I'm like cool, cool, right? But I'm worried that I'm gonna wake up one day and, like it'll all catch. <laughs> Your face will be shredded. <laughs> it'll just all catch up. But when, by the time your face is shredded, it'll be shredded in the way that a normal 40-year-old looks when like, you say, and then you'll be okay. True. When you say shredded, I imagine it's all muscular and stuff. <laughs> it's all cut in a weird way. I mean, cut but with wrinkles. Right. It, like, but those are their muscles somehow. Like, I exercise <laughs> my forehead muscles. Your wrinkles are getting worse with every, <sighs> every expression. <laughs> <coughs> I kind of I might make a drink, too. You watch yourself. Why don't I do this? Are you going to... Yeah. If you start now, be careful. Might not stop.
Well, I am going to go. I think I'm going to go over to Ruby and Doran's later tonight. What do you got going? Oh, you're going to Branson. Yeah. And I'm going to go to Ruby and Doran's and. Uh, and do what? Be cool. They said they're playing games. I'm just lonely. That's My cool. My has been gone all week. I'm, I'm jealous. I'll go to Branson with you. You're jealous. I'm never lonely. There's always somebody there. 